Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's going on, Mr. Daniels? How you doing today? I'm good, man. You know, we got to welcome everybody to the to the God Show. The God stands for the goats and the underdogs, where we discuss everything. And I got a, a new standing co-host, my boy JR. Let's get it, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's get right back into it. Uh, you know, our man Irv Gotti, um, you know, so he keeps talking about Ashanti. Um, <laughs> and he said it's because people keep asking him about it. So, you know, you talk a lot about marketing geniuses. Do you think Irv Gotti is a marketing genius? Yeah, I think Gotti is a marketing genius. I think he's missing the mark with Ashanti, though. Um, just me personally. You know, I was thinking about it today. It's like, it's kind of like, I don't talk about none of my high school relationships. Like, who cares? Like, I don't know. I, did, I just feel like he's breaking the bro code. And also exposing that he probably cares about her way more than he would like to admit. But, you know, a lot of times it's like when you're a man of so much power and you're used to getting your way and that one person. Because you got to look at it from Irv's standpoint for the last however many years, 25 years, whatever it's been since he's been Irv Gotti. He's been the guy with the upper hand. You met this young lady. You gave her life. She took that life, ran with it, went another way. I'm pretty sure it probably bruises the ego a little bit. I would assume it does, but he's still missing the mark. But I think he's brilliant. I just think that, you know, hey, man, the only time we are dumb as humans is when the heart leads. Straight up. So it's like right now we watching somebody follow their heart. That's really what it is. So that's what I would say. Sure, that makes sense. It's a bar right there. Um, and, you know, speaking of marketing geniuses, right, you know, a lot of people say DJ Khaled is a marketing genius for how he promotes his albums and such. First off, did you hear uh, Khaled's album? I listened to a few songs. I listened to the uh, whole song everybody was talking about. I listened to the one with Kanye. I listened to a few of them now. Okay, bet. We're going to get to the whole song. But okay. uh, speaking of his album and everything, what generally do you think sets him apart um, from other DJs? Khaled, it, Khaled has no shame. Um, Khaled has no ego. Uh, and he's and that's part of who he is as a brand. He's not afraid to say, I stalked that. I, I stalked out this guy's house for three nights straight to get a verse like it's kind of part of the allure it's part of the seduction that that he plays in the industry it's kind of like an honor of Khaled once you it's almost like getting on a Khaled album is like a graduation gift to an artist it's like oh like I saw um him and J.I.D. talking shout out to Jid shout out to Barry shout out to my whole you know family I love those guys Earth Gang Jid since the 80s all those guys but you know Jid was on the MTV Awards Red Carpet and Khaled was like yo shout out to you for your album and Jid was like yo put me on the album like that's kind of like you know that's kind of like a graduation gift like it's like it's like if you get Buzz and Drake shouts you out that's a graduation gift it's like certain places in life you hit where when these people meet you there on your road to greatness it's like oh shit Khaled hit me that mean I just got another notch so that's what I would say it is but Khaled has no shame he has no shame. Uh, I've seen him in the room a hundred times, just being around. And I've seen him come in the room as DJ Khaled and still be like, yo, I need this. You know, he has no shame. And for me, I think that some people look at that as a, a bad thing. But to me, I think that's what makes him great. Because it's like, oh, he made a big deal out of vocals coming in. Like the vocals are in. Like he started that. Like, because he's not an artist. So it's like he can't make an album without 
other people help. I think that's another good thing to acknowledge. He knows that he can't dance alone. He knows in order for him to dance, he needs other people at the dance with him. Unlike a rapper or artist who can make a solo album and it's like, I'm dancing alone. He can't. So because of that, he's willing to do the work to get people to show up to his party. And that's what he does. So he's an absolute marketing genius. I, he, he should be running a label, but he probably is making way more money not. So I assume that that's why he's not. But he should be running a label. Why wouldn't you? Think about it. What better cheerleader to have than DJ Khaled as a new artist? Like, I want this. He's like, I'm gonna make the phone call. You know, like, like when the late when when the vocals is in, he's running around the hallways. Like the vocals are in. I think he'll make the music business fun again. So, shout out to Khaled, man. I mean, you know, when he wants some shit done, he gets it done. Period. That's the first, first, first responsibility of a winner. So, speaking of that though, with artists and you know, you talk about managers and DJs. What do you think the, their role is? Like, can their profile? you know, be too big, you know, to outshine the artists and whatnot. What do you think about that? Nah, man, it's a different world now. <laughs> DJ Khaled represents a community. Um, I think that it's a new world now, man. Like it's 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 like where we used to prop the people we wanted to prop up up where the tastemakers could say, we like JR, let's push him to our, to the forefront. The new world is like Everybody has a phone. Everybody's looking at their phone and whoever's getting the most views or getting the most talked about content, that's the most relevant one. So, you know, I don't I don't think that matters anymore. But I think the thing about Khaled that's interesting is that he doesn't need he know he needs other people there for his song to be complete. Right. He needs that. So because he needs that, he shows up and he makes it a community where artists want to work with him and give him records and you know he pushes the shit like what's better than put your music over here and have someone push it I just think it's like a new world now it doesn't matter who's supposed to be what like in the old world I come from a guy like me shouldn't be on a podcast talking I mean it's just the way it was set up it was just kind of like behind the scenes people say behind the scenes but if I have value that can add to a community I'm not trying to be famous for nothing I'm not trying to be famous I'm just trying to uh, build a community of people who want and believe what I want and believe and we can grow together so if that makes me something bigger then welcome but it's not like I'm out here on the song rapping you know what I'm saying I'm being celebrated or being uh, viewed because of what I do and I'm giving it to other people so I don't think that I think that word is oh it don't matter who supposed to be what like there's no more of that it's like either you're the shit and the world loves you or you're not simple and, and staying with um, DJ Khaled's album you know, you've been probably seeing this stuff going on with Meek, uh, leaving Rock Nation, and, and Jay-Z said on his verse, uh, you know, me and Meek can never beef. I freed that nigga from a whole bit, hove did. So, you know, what are your <laughs> thoughts, take on Meek leaving Rock Nation and after Jay-Z freeing him and all? It, it was a slight shot. It was a, it, it was a, but it's, but I, I think that that's good. I think it's fun when hip-hop is competitive. Like, you know, it's just a reminder, like, you know, didn't nobody leave me? I am the Temptations. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's like, you know, Meek didn't leave. I freed that nigga. Hove did. Like, it was a bar. Meek probably sat back and li- listened to it. Like, he know what he was doing. Jay know what he was doing. He just sometimes needed to come by and punch y'all and let y'all know who the greatest is and let y'all know that nobody gets dropped. What do you say? What's that line? He said, I don't get dropped. I dropped the label. It's like, I love it. That was fire. Yeah, shout out to Jay Z. That was hard. Um, all right, taking it. So, did you uh, watch the VMAs yesterday? Nah. Okay, I don't well, really get into award shows. Yeah. I really don't. I, I just don't. Like it's like only award show I probably really get into are the award shows that I know the metric of how people want. 
to the Grammys, I will watch, you know. But VMAs is like, I don't know the metric for how it works. So it's like, what is it? How do people get selected for the VMAs? I don't know. Is it like voting online? But I, I would think that that is the fans vote uh, category. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know. So I, I didn't watch it though. I didn't watch it. Okay. Yeah. Well. Oh, and I watch the BET Awards. I love the BET Awards. But I just watch that because they always, I just love to see black people get dressed up and look like the shit. That's like selfish of me. I can't lie. Have you been? Yeah, I've been to BET. This is the first BET Awards I haven't been to in like 10 years. I love being at the BET Awards. Shout out to BET. I love BET. We need more of that in our community, by the way. We need more regions to get dressed up and have experiences together. So I know BET does the awards once a year, but they should probably tap into doing way more with the BT experience like I miss that so you don't like watching awards but you'll go to awards no no I just didn't watch the, the VMAs okay. like I didn't watch it and, and not only that it's like it's Sunday I'm hanging out I'm like I check out on the weekend so I didn't really want to see the awards I didn't watch it okay but did yes. you watch it nah I ain't watch it see what I'm trying to say like you know what I'm saying so I, I didn't watch it I'm, I, but I will say this I probably am going to watch it because I seen they celebrating Nikki and I seen Lizzo one also so and I also seen Jack Harlow one shout out to drama and everybody I, just, a lot of people are like my friends so I just wanted to like watch it and just check it out so I ain't going to watch it but it was Sunday night I was like binge watching Billions and it was like I didn't want to stop Billions a good show that's Man, my show love acts um, but speaking of the awards so Lizzo she won and there's a lot of talk that's been going on social media there's a comedian Ari Spears I don't know if you saw that of course yeah made some hurtful comments about Lizzo and you know you talked about like um, artists not a, a, a arguing or addressing fans um, and she kind of addressed the media in her acceptance speech so well she really didn't she did what I would suggest anybody to do she won and then she said I ain't got no time to address you motherfuckers cause I'm too busy winning the best revenge is winning the best revenge is success. That's why I say don't argue with people. That's That goes back to what I said about Cardi. Like, don't argue with words. Argue with actions. Win an award and then say, look at me now, bitch. Like she did. What can you say at that moment? Fuck your award. You ain't got one. You feel me? Where's your award? So it's at that moment, the awards is like kind of like the measuring stick for like, fuck what y'all thought. So she did what I would, she did what I would tell anybody talented to do. Celebrate yourself. Respond, but respond during the win. Nah, that's how you respond. Respond to your wins. Like, I can't, I, I can't stop crying about you guys hating me, and then I'm looking at my my bank account, and it's like it just got really sad for you guys. Like, yeah, I'm sad for y'all. Y'all watching my movie. I'm living my movie. Live the movie. Don't worry about people watching it. Don't worry about who's watching it. As long as somebody is watching it. Some people come to the movies to just hate, but. Your life is the movie. Live it. If they talk about it, they send, they not living because they too busy sitting back watching you live your life. Who's the winner in that case? Personal st- <laughs> the person on stage or the person who's in the audience? To me, I always rather be the person on stage than the person in the audience. Always. At least that's me. So, uh, you know, we see a lot going on with like, you know, artists and their labels. You see what's going on Offset and QC and then Jay Prince and Carl Crawford just spoke on Megan Bricker and her contract. So what are your thoughts on going forward? Like how we can avoid these situations between managers, labels, artists? Jay Prince said something in this book that was like profound and I'm going to use it right now. If, if there are two sets of parties that are having conflict and no one wants conflict, by the way, no one wants conflict. So if someone is saying, hey, let's, let's all come to the table and solve it. 
the person that doesn't want to solve it is usually the person that caused it. The person that's not accepting the invite. So let's say if me and you got problems and Braxton's like, let's fix it. It's like, oh, okay, cool. We can fix it. I want to fix it. Cool. And you're like, I don't want to. That means you're the one with the bullshit. So I don't know the intricate parts of all of this, but there's a reason why. And somebody on somebody's side is saying, don't get in the sit down and talk. And whoever that person is saying, don't talk, that's the troublemaker. And that's for whoever's whoever's on what side. It, bro, war is war and legal battles are not good for anybody but the attorneys. Because it's costing you. It's costing everybody. It's not good for nobody but the attorneys. And the attorneys will tell you, sit down. That's They suggest mediation. So if someone's telling you not to sit down, or that means they're the person causing the shit. It's that simple. So I was... Jay Prince said it in his book, he was talking about all the shit he was going through, how they was trying to play. I think it was Drake and they was trying to play his son or something like that. And he was like, sat down with all the parties separately. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. And he figured out who it was. He sat with that person. They squashed it. It was over. Well, he removed them or whatever it was. It was over. So that's how I look at it. Yeah. So in a lot of these situations, do you think it's on the artist for not understanding what they're getting themselves into? Or is it on the you know, label for not Overly expressing, you know, what the situation is or what the deal is. And that could be anybody's fault. That could be anybody's fault, bro. It's, bro, I had problems with artists, my own artists. And it was crazy because I told them, I was like, bro, like, y'all don't want to do this with me. Not because, like, I'm going to go to war, but I was just like, bro, like, whatever y'all are confused about, please talk to me about it. And it was like, no, no, we want to talk to the, want the lawyers to talk. Okay, cool. Our relationship ain't never been the same. Those guys are still signed to me. Our relationship ain't been the same. And it's unfortunate because all we we all the lawyers did was confirm what I was saying. And then we sat down and talked. And it was like, but at that moment, it's like, fuck. I don't even know if I could like feel, you know, emotionally safe in this. Because at any given moment, somebody can put something in your head that makes you volatile against me. And then you ain't gonna want to talk to me about it. This is my business too. I lost hundreds of thousands of dollars on that act. And I tried to warn them. And Look at Ray still going on. And now we're trying to figure out what to do next with them. But, bro, if you got somebody in the front killing for you, man, don't let nobody turn you against that person. Don't let nobody turn you against that person. Like, sit down with that person, talk to them, and work it out. Like, it's way easier that way. It's way easier. It's way cheaper. And it's better for the relationship to be to last longer because now we know how to talk shit out. Yeah. You know, you see that a lot with music and sports. You know, people... You know, we come up the same way, but then a lot of times when people make it, then they start not trusting their own people and want to trust, you know, Jewish people or whatever and don't want to, uh, you know, do business with their own people. So, well, that, you probably think you're speaking from your standpoint because you, you was an athlete. Yeah. Yeah. So I can I can speak on that. Um, I can definitely speak on that. So, you know, I, I don't understand why it's like that. You know, I feel like as a community, you know, what I think you do really well and aim to do is, is bring people all along, you know, not just one. Um, but you know, trusting it and believing in each other, um, and being able to all win at the top. So, it's a lack of understanding. It's a lack of understanding. That's all it is. It's sometimes I think, you know, it's not even about you know Jews or white people. Or anything. I just think that we have a self doubt in ourselves, and we get those confirmations from outside people. And there's also a comfortability level that we have with each other. That's for good or for worse. That's how that's how we move as a culture. So it's kind of like sometimes you just want somebody who's not from your culture to just come in and say, how is this right or wrong? I don't see anything wrong with that, but I just don't think that you should turn on your people or your culture. To me, like, that's what I would say. Just don't turn on your people or your culture. Like, 
Bro, I learned shit from everybody. I've learned shit from from black lawyers, white lawyers, all lawyers. Like, and you know, it's, it it is what it is because I'm learning from them. And you know, I understand that we have a different we have different nuances. Is because I'm black. You know what I'm saying? So you see a black lawyer, you are gonna greet them different. It's just different. It's just the way we. It's just culture. So, but there is a lack of trust in each other. And I don't know why that is, but. To me, I'm trying to be a person on the forefront of changing that, you know, narrative where I am a black man who's trying to educate, who's also trying to talk to his people in a way. But I'm also not here trying to take nothing from anybody's pocket, which I think is important because a lot of the times, you know, somebody come to you and say, I can help you. And, you know, it's like, at what cost? What am I going to have to give up for this help from you? You know what I'm saying? So that's what it is, man. Like, it's, it's just, you know, sometimes you... It's like arguing with somebody in your house. Like you don't want somebody in the house to solve it. You want somebody outside the house to solve it because they're gonna give you a perspective on it. Like, well, this, 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 and it's like you just like that outside opinion. So I would say it's more that. But I haven't really had that experience, honestly. Sure. Um, so also, I don't know if you've seen uh, Usher recently accepted the King of R&B title. Um, <laughs> so do you agree? And if not, who do you think the King of R&B is? I think the King of R&B is 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 the same argument that you have with who's the best basketball player in the world. I mean, I think it's kind of based on what day of the week it is and who made those moments. I think that at one point in time, Jack Fleece really was it. Like, honestly, he was the talk of the town. Nah, he was. He was the first of all. That's my little, that's my homie. Jack hard. I love Jack Shout out to him because at one point in time, he was that. And I think now Puff is at the top of the list. People talking about it. Usher's at the top. And I feel like they all have entered the chat. You know what I'm saying? But I think with the king of R&B, the only person that it was undisputedly was, was R. Kelly. Because he's the only person that never left the genre. Okay, okay. Like, like Usher did EDM at one point and left the DJ's Gotta Fall in Love Again. He did that. And when he was doing that, somebody was in the R&B seat being a king. I feel like R. Kelly was the only person who stayed in the seat of R&B his entire career except for maybe I Believe I Could Fly was a, was a soundtrack and and but outside of that he's literally been he was the undisputed but you know he, he fucked that up you know what I'm saying so he lost his title boom so you know it could be Usher it could be Chris it could be whoever's hot that that week so I don't know that was my thoughts yeah and I got one more for you. Uh, so California just passed a rap lyrics bill that will ban the use of lyrics um, as evidence following the YSL recall indictment. So any thoughts on that, um, especially, you know, how that could have worked in the favor, you know, YSL and Thug and Gunna and all. Hold on. So you said, I want to make sure I answer your question properly. Say the question one more time so I can understand. Because I, I saw they said they passed a law, but I didn't know what it was for. Yeah, so it's a rap lyrics bill that will ban the use of lyrics as evidence following what happened with YSL. Um, they've been trying to, by the way, they've been trying to do that for years before the YSL thing. Okay. Yeah, they've been trying to do that for years. Um, um, I don't know how to say I don't know how to say ban lyrics in today's culture. I just don't know how to say you do it. Like I understand why you do it, but I. But I also think part of our currency and our culture is real. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... No, no, they're saying they're banning the use of lyrics as evidence. I know that's what I'm saying, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I think part of our culture is being real. So, you know, some rappers rap about what they've seen. I don't think they rapping about what they've done, but they rap about what they've seen. 
So I don't know. It's weird to me because it's like, I don't believe it should be used in, in, in court against you. But I also don't think you need to be saying something that can be used in court against you. Like, how do you like, don't confess to some shit that you've seen that, you know, can come back and bite you in your ass. And then the lyrics won't matter. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's like, I feel like both sides got to be smart. I think going forward, both sides will be smarter now because I think that rappers understand like they watching like dog. Like I think with Pooh Shiesty, like he, they saw money from the Instagram video and read the serial number. Like that's like saying don't use Instagram as evidence because that's entertainment. If they can use it, they going to use it. But if you're going to do stupid shit, keep that shit off of, off of wax. Keep that shit from don't rap about that shit like don't rap about that shit like I've done dumb shit in my life and I would never say it in a song just because I don't want nobody fucking with me you know what I'm saying like and that shit can come back and not only that a part of it is also I just believe don't poke the bear and to me if you're gonna be a street dude be a street dude you're gonna rap about street shit rap about street shit but if the police is after your ass and it's like kind of like fuck you police fuck you it's like bro they gonna get you like they gonna get you don't don't poke the bear if you don't want the bear to come get you because they will and they're showing us all now that they can and to me it's fucked up because there's probably worse criminals you should go after but you make an example out of the person that is the loudest in life right like when your mom when my mom with my ass she 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 whipped my ass first Because she thought I was the leader Like she whipped all our ass But she got me first It's like It's that So it's like Don't poke the bear If you don't want them To come after you That's what I would say To any rappers listening Like Hey bro Just leave that shit to the side Like Don't Don't do it Because Because They gonna come after you And when they do They gonna make an example out of you Even if Even if it's um, Merited or not They gonna come after you So that's what I would say Don't fucking poke the bear we appreciate you. Thank you for all that. Thank you for being here today. My brother, shout out to y'all. Let's get it. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.